Ward 7 Alderman Joe McMinniman. Alderman McMinniman, good morning to you. Good morning, Chris and Jim. Good morning, Alderman. Wow. What a a council meeting last night where we almost had, I was telling Jim earlier, uh, Alderman, we almost had as much discussion about a copier at CWLP as we did about the spot shot technology. Wow. Crazy meeting, huh? It was, um, you never know in what direction uh, we, we might go, and uh, the Watts discussion was a, a good one. We've got about 100 machines from Watts, which we rent, we lease. And uh, so that's a, that is a difficult um, situation to um, bid out on a frequent, recurring basis. But the bigger story, of course, was ShotSpotter, and we spent, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes on that uh, last night. Good, good discussion on that. Although I, I want to go back and talk about the copiers a little bit. I mean, uh, in in the year twenty twenty, uh, do we really need a hundred, you know, copying machines and you know the things that using paper? Aren't aren't we moving to everything all electronic? I can't speak to that too well. Um, I just know that we have a hundred machines. I looked at the sheets, and you know they're spread throughout all the departments. You know, fire, police, yeah. uh, the utility. Um, Budget management. Um, some areas need, um, you know, if they're on. I, I don't. I can't speak to that, Jim. But you're right. There is a, a, a reducing need uh, for for the machines. And and for everything else, obviously, we're looking at uh, a real big budget uh, issue here. So let's delve into ShotSpotter a bit. Uh, g- sure. Well, yeah. and, and let's start. I, I know you were one of the the no votes on this, and concerned uh, not just about the cost, although that was one one big issue here. Walk us through your thinking on this. Well, the, the the thinking is predominantly the um, the really dramatic and draconian budget uh, um, hole we're we're falling into. We got some forecasts from the Illinois Municipal League. They say expect your income tax revenue sharing to be down fifteen percent in the next year. Expect your motor fuel tax to be down. 15 to 30 percent, um, but then locally, you know, our video gaming will be it's at zero, zero for several months. Our mo- hotel motel is down, what, 50 percent? But even the most important one, Jim and 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 Chris, is that our uh, general merchandise sales tax is going to be dramatically down. Some of those big boxes have not been open for a couple of months, like Best Buy. Uh, more importantly, our vehicle sales, our, our, our car sales are going to be way down. So we've got to be careful and uh, to to introduce a new big spending program in these times is is a very uh, serious mistake, especially when it's a three-year contract. I think you mentioned earlier in the, in the program that you know we're not obligating ourselves just for one year, but a year from now, two years from now, at, at higher levels for this new technology for four, us. Four times the levels. Well, you know, you know, it's it's basically going to be seventy-five now and four times at two eighty in the next two years. You know. That's right, and that could be two or three additional layoffs we'll have to make, and that's that's where we're going with this. I'd prefer human intelligence rather than this technology. Um, Bruce Rushton wrote a, a really in-depth research on spot uh, a shot spotter over the weekend. It's online. It'll probably be in the print edition tomorrow. I recommend everyone read that. The technology uh, is not real good at measuring its own effectiveness. In terms of crime reduction and uh, and um, actual results from the technology, um, when you think about it, you know we are concerned about the shots fired and particularly the drive-bys, those random shots. But if they're in a vehicle and they and a shot goes off, that vehicle is a mile away by the time the police show up. 
So I'm not sure how effective it is for that. And but then as far as like domestic crimes, you know, a lover against a lover, I think we solve most of those anyways. So and here's the other big thing, Jim, to answer your question more fully. This the coverage area is only four square miles. We have sixty six square miles for the city of Springfield. So our coverage area is eight percent. That's a, a lot of money to cover um only 8% of our territory. Sure, but but the 8% where we see, uh, you know, a pretty significant portion of, of the, the crimes and especially the shots fired incidents. I mean, I, I know they did uh, s- select certain areas specifically for that reason. Alderman, when you talk about the human intelligence, is, isn't that the, the big failing we've had so far is that by the time police are able to get to the scene, they're relying on witnesses who heard a shot, but they don't know exactly from where or which direction. You know, humans are, are, not, are really imperfect and, and ascertaining that, and that's if people want to talk to the police at all. Uh, isn't technology something we kind of have to rely on because human intelligence really hasn't been particularly dependable in these cases? Well, we need to rely on all of it, but um, again, getting back, the cost factor is there. If you read Rushton's article, there are municipalities that are canceling their contracts um, because of inability to measure effectiveness of the technology. I think and when it comes to um, human intelligence, we need boots on the ground, individuals that know what's going on in the neighborhood before the shots get fired. What groups of young individuals, oftentimes against other young individuals, what, what, what's going on there? And develop that intelligence so we can start casing people ahead of time and, uh, and, and, and uh, get the, uh, the, the list of suspects early on and uh, move on from there. But, you know, getting back to your point about that uh, four-square-mile area, I never saw statistics about how many confirmed shots fired there were in that four-square-mile uh, area, Jim. And, and, and then in talking with our police chief, I said, Chief, I'd like to know statistics on how many shots fired reports, confirmed shots fired, we've had in the last 10 years. He couldn't – we don't have that published information. And I don't think Alderman ever get it. And I've asked him for it, and I hope we do get it down in the future so we can actually measure effectiveness Ward for seven, the shots fired technology. You were talking about canceling, that, that, that other municipalities have canceled contracts. And we have a backloaded contract here that we're going to enter into for three years that was voted on last night. What is the possibility of the city being able to cancel the contract after the first year, and what kind of penalties would there be? The information that we received as Alderman did not include an actual copy of the contract. Um, I didn't get into that last night with our city attorney. Um, you know, th- there may be a cancellation with, a, a, you know, a cost to it. Um, maybe not. Um, uh, I, I can't answer that question. It's a good one to, to raise down the road because we are in just, a, like, again, a horrible financial situation. If our um, general revenue drops by, let's say, 15 percent, uh, you know, I think we have to think about which 15 percent of our 850 corporate fund employees do we uh, lay off. Uh, that's where we're going to be at. It's not going to be one or two. We're going to be facing dozens and dozens of layoffs uh, or borrowing large amounts of money. Um, it's, it's, it's a very dramatic change in our circumstances of a kind that we haven't seen in 80 years. And, Alderman, I know if there's anybody on the city council that's probably already giving thought to this, it would be you. Uh, in terms of where where do we start cutting uh, if it gets to that point? And it seems like it's inevitable we're going to have to be slashing a lot from, from the current fiscal year budget. 
have you looked at where we can start to uh, shed some of those millions of dollars that we're going to be down in revenue? Well, you know, certainly non. Um, you, you look to places other than personnel first. Right? That's why this contract, Spot Fighter, is a natural. Um, you know, we got down the road. Um, we've talked about signalization and one-way streets downtown. I think that's all off the table now. That was $5 million. That's capital spending, um, which has to be devoted to other capital spending, which is more important, uh, higher priorities. Um, Other cities are actually doing layoffs. I I saw the report from the Evanston, Illinois uh, Council, uh, Peoria Council. They're laying off. Um, You hate to do it, but we got to be realistic. And... um, uh, some pain now is better than more severe pain later. And um, so I think we've got to start really looking at what jobs um, can uh, – if our library is not open, do we still need 40 uh, paid employees at the library? I, I hate to say it, but it's, if our tourism is down to zero, do we still need 10 in our tourism b- bureau? Um, you, you hate to uh, say things like that, Jim, um, but, you, you know, we can't print money like the federal government does and, and, and is doing. Um, we have to live within a fixed budget. I was really disappointed when we approved our 12-month budget in February. At the last minute, um, some council members approved a lot of new hires, even though that 12-month budget was itself a deficit budget, meaning that our projected revenues did not um, satisfy all the projected expenses. And um, so we were already looking at a bad, in my point of view, a bad situation for the long term. Um, I, I think we really got to be proactive on this, uh, Chris and Jim. All right. Uh, the Alderman, listen, thank you. I guess we're just about out of time here in this regard, but uh, anything else you want to add from last night? Yeah, let's end with some good news. Um, we, re, we are going to start refinancing our water bonds. Um, that's on the utility side of things, but we, we have about $200 million of debt. We're going to refinance that from an average interest rate of 4.5% down to 3.5%, which will save us $2 million a year roughly over the next 10 to 20 years. Um, That's a really good initiative because we have record low interest rates right now. It's a perfect time to refinance and good initiative by our management there and the the mayor's staff. Yeah, and and, and to note, you made a shout-out about that during the council meeting itself, so it's on the record, too. So thank you for doing that, Alderman. I mean, you know, a lot of people know you as a a pretty good fiscal steward when it comes to what's going on with the council, you know, and ready to wrap knuckles when people are spending a lot, but you're also willing to praise when they save it, and that's pretty cool. So thanks. I'd like to come back and talk about the police and fire pension funds. They're in a a meltdown. All right, cool. We'll, We'll do that very soon. Alderman, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thanks, Chris and Jim. She made some interesting comments at the back end of the the uh, uh, council meeting that I wanted to ask her more about it with the, the you know, Ameren and other places, you know, doing work in various neighborhoods and leaving things a mess. And, and they're usually... I, I can see where power crews or people that, that do work in neighborhoods aren't used to having a problem of kids playing in the stuff after they're done working because they usually don't have kids around in the neighborhood. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And uh, I know we've seen uh, some of that work starting in, in my uh, neck of the woods, but I it's it's been ongoing. So I haven't really seen it left, uh, you know, left in a mess yet. They've got crews out there most every day. But yeah, I mean, there there's kids that are out and, and, and kind of having the, the run of the plate. <laughs> what we're having in my neighborhood right now is some neighborhood kid has a remote control car. 
that's really loud, and they're running it up and down the street like all day and, oh, wow. and well into the night. We've never had that before, but yeah. uh, you know, people just need to need to be entertained somehow. Well, so that's it. And this 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 thing is loud for an RC yeah. car. It is loud. So well, and, and the thing too is that, that I was telling Jim earlier today about the fact that we, you know, I've got a bunch of apartment or uh, picnic tables in front of my apartment building, and uh, we had kids jumping on the picnic tables. You know what I mean? They're 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 fine for sitting down and. Having a lunch on them, but uh, they're in uh, a little questionable shape for doing any picnic table diving off them, even if you're a small kid. And it's like it's like I had to be the guy. I had to go down there. Hey, kids, get off those picnic tables! You know, I try to be nice at first, but they don't listen to you when you're nice. <laughs> you have to you have to kind of you know. This sounds exactly like my mom talking to me in 1975. It's like it's it's, it's just just like uh, um you you can't be nice. You have to you have to kind of yell a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, old man Murphy's yeah. just a jerk. Hey, stand by for a second. Because uh, I, I mess it. Okay, Alderwoman Desenzo is calling us as now, uh, as we good. speak. So, okay, yeah, uh, so stand by here. We're let's see yep, if uh, she's got calling you now on the text here for me too. So, yeah. So there you go. But, it says uh, uh, it says just keep ringing. None of our lines are ringing. <laughs> let, yeah, right. Let, let's we'll, we'll try her again. Yeah, right. Exactly. Try her. We're gonna try you, Alder. <laughs> is that even legal to do? Anyway, it's seven forty four here at News Talk ninety four point seven and nine seventy WMAY. We're trying to connect with Alderman Kristen Desenzo who brought this up at the back end of the meeting about the fact that neighborhoods, neighborhood crews and stuff are not uh, uh, being uh, uh, so much, uh, um, you know, what, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, thinking about uh, other kids in the neighborhood playing into some of the messes that they leave behind, you know, and some of their equipment and stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on here, but... Uh, there we go. Right there. Yeah, there we go. All right, got, got. All right. Alderman Desenzo. Thanks for Yay, we made it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is like trying to call Houston or something or what, whatever. What, what, your your phone just kept going directly to, to voicemail. I'm a busy woman. What can I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> Even at 7.44 on a Wednesday morning. Well, because, yeah, you, sure. because you're working from home. That's now, what, 16-hour days? That's what you told Alderman Redpath last week, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was literally on the phone till 1030 last night. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You you didn't sound real happy when Alderman Redpath suggested that uh, city managers who are working from home may, maybe aren't actually uh, working all that much. You you sounded just just the tiniest bit peeved at that notion. Well, because it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, as I said last night, I'm a single woman who works two full-time jobs and now I'm homeschooling it is teacher appreciation week and I said you know I cannot express enough how much I appreciate teachers after this even though my dad was a teacher um, the job they do eight hours a day I have no idea how they do it because I can't do it for a few hours a day it just about kills me yeah it's amazing yeah, exactly listen uh, the older woman descends on with us on news talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY Kristen you were at the end of the meeting last night you were talking a lot about neighborhood cleanups and things like that what are you seeing in your neighborhood that these crews are leaving behind that kids are getting into um, it's not that kids are getting into. It's just a mess that is being left behind. We've been going through this rail improvement project since I was elected three years ago, um, and it had started before then. But just the whole process of buying up properties and then coming down, and you can see it along 5th and 6th Street, all the houses that have been torn down, all the trees that have been taken down, and then the work crews leave these huge piles of dirt um, you know, it's really changed some of these neighborhoods, which is sad to see. So I get a ton of complaints about, 
you know, the mess they're leaving behind. Um, they're huge trucks that are destroying driveways and, you know, leaving huge ruts in backyards. So it's a problem. I, you know, I don't want people's homes to be, and, and lives to be any more, um, any more disturbed than they are already are because of this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, and plus two, the, the playing factor, because I, I know you're seeing in your neighborhood, I'm seeing in mine more kids out and about because, uh, you know, uh, the places places to go to, movie theaters, roller skating rinks, things like that are closed. So the kids are playing in the neighborhood more. And when you've got junk laying around like that, well, that just breeds trouble. Well, and I was bringing up speeding as an issue, as a citywide issue, um, you know, where Ward 6 is made up pretty much entirely, except in Trevi Gardens, it's made up of long, straight streets in old neighborhoods. And with the kids home and playing, um, you know, if they see a car that's speeding by or appears to be speeding by, they're they're bothered by it, as they should be. I mean, no one wants their child to get hit by a car. Um, and it's just a safety issue. And we, we have a lot of them. There was a, you know, there's we always have these awful accidents on MacArthur, um, you know, crossing over into Washington Park from Williams Boulevard to MacArthur is a huge issue. There's a walkway there. There's a pedestrian crossing, but there might as well not be because it's just, it's a speedway. Um, Fifth and Sixth Street's a speedway. That's also in Ward 6. So, um, you know, we have these long, straight streets that lend themselves to speeding, and it's got to stop. This is another example, again, of, of where city government, you know, plays an important role in, in policing, whether it's policing people who are speeding or policing work that's being done and messes being left behind. But, of course, we're facing uh, a pretty major budget crisis uh, at City Hall. And Alderman, we talked to Alderman uh, uh, McMenamin about this in the last half hour as well. As you were looking at this, what do you see as the solution to the budget crisis we're facing here? Are we going to have to come back on some of the things we talked about, whether it's uh, having uh, patrol officers watching out for speeders or whether it's uh, inspectors looking uh, for these other safety hazards and things around town? Because it seems pretty clear that the city budget is going to have to undergo some pretty dramatic revisions. Absolutely. We we know that's coming. Um, and right now, we don't have a lot of officers that just sit around and do traffic patrolling. That's just not done. Um, you know, they do it on a limited basis, and they do it when they get complaints from people like me or just, you know, neighbors around the city. Um, but, yes, there's going to be a decrease in city services. That's, that is a definite. Um, that much we do know about what's, what's coming up. Um, and given the governor's, you know, five days plan that was introduced yesterday, there are we're we're going to be in this for a while. Right now, we're in phase two, so we're we're going to be where we are for for a while. And I know businesses are struggling, and it's it's very difficult to see. But as far as the city goes, yeah, we're, we're going to have some tough decisions to make. Some communities have wanted to jump out ahead of where the governor is and try to reopen businesses faster. Uh, is that something Springfield should consider, like East Peoria, for example, has? No. Um, you know, this is a public health crisis of, of, of a magnitude we have never seen. Um, you know, for, for people who are comparing this to the flu, this is not the flu. This is, um, you know, something we know very little about. You know, articles came out yesterday that said it is already mutated at least once, maybe more. Um, so we don't, you know, the, there's a vaccine for the flu. It's called the flu shot. People get it every, you know, fall, winter. 
uh, we don't have anything for this. We don't have a proven treatment. We have some things that are, you know, trying, that we're trying, but right now it's, it's trial and error. Um, is working from home 16 hours a day my ideal? Absolutely not. Um, I miss seeing my friends. I miss going to neighborhood association meetings. I miss, you know, the, my regular life. But we have to do what we can to keep people safe. And that's the bottom line. All right. Terrific. Well, Alder Woman, I wish we had more time to spend with you. But uh, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you. You too.